Hello, friends, and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. This week, my friends and I have braved the nexus of realities to discuss the 1997 American action slash unintentional comedy, Con Air. This particular flavor of Bruckheimer production was written by Scott Rosenberg and directed by Simon West. Con Air boasts a star-studded cast with Nicolas Cage, John Malkovich, and John Cusack in principal roles with other heavy hitters like Ving Rhames, Colmini, Michael T. Williamson, Rachel Ticotin, Danny Trejo, Monica Potter, Steve Buscemi, and last but not least, stand-up comedy legend Dave Chappelle in supporting roles. At release, Con Air received mixed reviews, despite being a financial success, but quickly gained a cult following amongst Nick Cage fans. Now, what passes for a plot is centered around a prison break aboard Justice Prisoner and Alien Transportation System aircraft nicknamed Con Air. It's wild and will undoubtedly springboard a fun conversation. So let's begin. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches. I don't know if I'm more upset at having seen this or uh, Lumberdor not being here, so I can express my displeasure at him having suggested it. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently jealous of my former self for having not seen it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Mm. And Doug. <laughs> you know, Beaches, you sound like a font of misplaced rage. <laughs> As I heard a wise man once say. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, and I made the comment that the term melodrama was coined specifically for this movie. I stand by that statement. <laughs> this is all of the things cranked up to 12. Were Were you just saying that, or is that like an actual, you have a source? No, 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 no. The, the melodrama has been around long before yes. Con Air. Yeah. Hey, what? <laughs> melodrama doesn't necessarily have to be bad. No, no, no. <laughs> well, like this movie, which was awesome. I mean, that's correct. Oh, okay. Okay, so it seems like we have decidedly opposed points of view. We've all experienced this movie. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a camp that finds this movie to be so bad it's good, and I just I couldn't get there with it. To me, it's just. <laughs> I have my own issues with it, but what are yours? It's just bad. It's just bad. It's, it's <laughs> never funny when they they clearly mean it to be funny. <laughs> the moments that are kind of funny because they're stupid are just not enough to say <laughs> for me. I think Nicolas Cage is it's at his worst. How do you like his southern accent? I have accent. so much to say about that. Like it's the the best direct comparison is um I guess Keanu Reeves in um Bram Stoker's Dracula or Dick Van Dyke. Oh, I, I'd, love a, I'd love to oh see a face gosh. off of the two of them doing each other's accents. <laughs> I love this. I love hmm. this already. I don't know if he thought he was sexy. <laughs> that hair, I don't know. Oh, that that shampoo commercial <laughs> where he steps <laughs> off the bus. The moment I like just a little more is when he winks at Ving Rhames later. It's, <laughs> yeah. like... <laughs> it's it's got it's so some terrible. Oh, when I first saw, for some reason, I knew that Cole Meany was in this. 
mm-hmm. even yeah. though I had never yeah. seen it. I was aware that he was in it, and I love I love him. But just they've written him into the stereotypical asshole. Mm-hmm. He has and no just, dimensions in this. They go so hard with it. Like every uh, every opportunity to make to ramp up his irrational uh, choices, <laughs> they do it. The extreme amount of time that they commit to destroying Un- his car until <laughs> uh, uh, until you get to the point where you're like, okay, at this point. Oh, did we lose him? No, he froze. Oh no. no. <laughs> Well, until he comes back, you mentioned the car. That hurt me a little bit. They went that to Corvette such an is extent such a nice car to extend, making it just excruciating. And and like the the car's flying behind the plane, and he's like, on any other day, that might seem strange. You're just like, <laughs> I feel as though with this movie, you know what you're in for. Like there's the maybe the first line that Nicolas Cage delivers, and you hear that, and you're like, oh, oh, he's gonna talk like that the whole movie, and then <laughs> and then and then the next part with what gets him in jail when he does the literal like like school ground urban legend of if you hit someone with a palm heel strike just right in the nose, you'll kill them instantly. Yeah, am 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 I back? <laughs> you are. you are back. In bizarre, they back. do that okay. in bizarre, okay. excruciating, like awkward slow mo, and he's as dead as a doornail. Yeah, this entire like, film this is, the is movie predicated. <laughs> the the entire plot is predicated on on that guy you knew in high school who had taken a couple of karate classes and claimed that his his hands were <laughs> registered actually in this movie with your if military you, skills he could, he could not you are a deadly went to weapon school, if you went to school with don knots <laughs> barney fight <laughs> there you go it's a barney fight attack he, he could not judge. he could not fight you because of the the obvious unfairness <laughs> the judge's entire spiel to him is just amazing you know your military skills you're a deadly weapon you you have the capacity to kill you're just like, what am I listening <laughs> to? It's the barest of threads for oh. that hold the plot together. <laughs> oh, man. And then even the stuff with them taking the plane, right? It's like, oh, wait, one of the bricks in his cell is soft. Oh, all of the plans and journals I could ever need to know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Left Contrivances <behind>. and conveniences <laughs> abound. With it's this. so bad. It is. It is unapologetic <laughs> with how the, the it little is structured bit of a, d- and how Vinci things... Vinci code. code <laughs> Wait, this is the anarchist cookbook. Wait, this is a diagram of the plane. He's saying, "Let's get, let's take the plane." <laughs> it's like that's not enough. They had to find and a journal he where tells he like us he where we're stuff where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, it's not just that he's being released. Okay. He's being released on his daughter's birthday. It's like even that, they find a way to make it more dramatic. And then it's not only that, but his friend is also needs his insulin shots. <laughs> I don't remember details for movies, and yet they hammered that July 14th so hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you know what day this movie happened? I'll never, I'll never forget that her birthday is on July 14th. Now on July 4th, I'm watching Jaws, and on July 14th, I'm 
watching Con Air <laughs> every <No>. year. <laughs> but but you're right though. This movie just like it's just full bore like bad. But for some reason, I just laughed my head off and really enjoyed it. I don't know. I think it's the mood I'm in. I've had a bad week, and like I, I, I believe there are films stupid. like this that are that are perfectly attuned to someone's sense of humor, and no one else. Yeah, is. there you go. There you go. <laughs> I have. I have like love that and myself. thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, going to uh, suggest uh, that. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is definitely better than Love and Thunder. Oh, Cameron Poe is definitely way more macho than Thor in Love and Thunder. Sorry, just you can't hold a candle. Well, speaking of Cameron Poe and Nicolas Cage's masterful performance as Nicolas Cage, <laughs> the Southerner, we have an amazing cast. This takes me a second to pick up on Danny Trejo without the mustache. Right. <laughs> It's like he's missing part of his costume. <laughs> yeah. Most most of what I could find when I was when I was looking for stuff about this movie on how people wound up in it, they're just like, well, they paid me lots of money. Like they just unabashedly say this movie's terrible, but I made money so I could go like make that indie film I want. <laughs> because they are professionals. That's it. They're pros. When uh, Lumberdor suggested this, we, we came up. Uh, against an argument i guess about whether or not it was a blockbuster i think it's the kind of, it's the kind of film when they were putting it together they expected it to be a blockbuster mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and this came out like right around when face off did if i'm not mistaken so it was even like you know the summer of nick cage action vehicles <laughs> when america was america That's a thing. When America was America. <laughs> and you could have sick guitar riffs in oh, your soundtrack that's to thing. accentuate all the quotable lines. <laughs> Not only is there like these super terrible lines, they are accompanied literally by some guy going like, me, like sit at home. Every time, like it's a freaking TV sitcom with a laugh track or something. A soundtrack that doesn't make sense most of the time. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, one interesting casting choice was uh, Dave Chappelle. I thought that was good. I would not have expected him to be part of the the big plan. Okay. Right? IMDb claims this was released in the same month as Face Off. Wow. They were shot back to back. Oh, Nick beautiful. Cage was busy. I'm not saying he deserved an Oscar for Face Off, but it seems like one of those situations where, you know, you're accepting the great award versus the Razzie, you know? <laughs> well, I, I saw something, too, saying, like, How Do I Live was both nominated for an Oscar and for a Razzie, a Razzie like that song. That's the other, I right? It's can not understand even just that. cheesy stuff with his wife at the beginning. It's that song in the background. It's like everything about this movie. <laughs> Just oh like yeah and that's something that you mentioned earlier before we started was the cheese that is the cheese is extreme. blasted everywhere <laughs> over this film you're getting the montage of him like working out in the yard while like the letters from his daughter are flying through i mean i love how they just hook right back up at the end and she's seeing him what like two days in how many years we know uh, he's been in prison eight years how long was he in the surface 
before like i guess he saw her you know uh, nine months before at some point and then i saw you for two hours and i knew i'd wait for you that's how you know the love is real yeah that is how you know the love is real is is it a thing that like good old boy bar um fly types just hate soldiers too <laughs> where does this come from the, especially in the south i don't <laughs> i don't see that happening i know Even right? i don't i don't sound like it but having grown up in the south usually it's the opposite where the military is filled with people from the south hey soldier boy <laughs> hey city slicker <laughs> you've Ridiculous. been serving my country i don't take kindly to that <laughs> <laughs> He really did seem like uh like an extreme anti-military. <laughs> that guy too, again. And then they're like waiting for him in the pouring rain and they circle. Uh, it's just like everyone's such a cartoon. You know, I All wrote the down, All I the wrote down a note at one point. <laughs> I don't know how much we want to jump around this epic plot, but like for example, like you know, the movie doesn't end the movie, it has a plane crash, right? on the Las Vegas Strip. Mm. That's not the ending of the movie. No. Nope. There's a motorcycle fire engine chase. We, we finally buddy, get our, our, our buddy cop duo together. Yeah. <laughs> buddy that's, motorcycle chase for the, the fire engine. And then, and then the, the villain gets put up on a ladder and smashed through like a, a sky bridge across the street. That's not the end. He's still dead. Uh, like a piston falls and crushes his head after that. <laughs> and I was like, this is literally like a Roadrunner cartoon. This is like an episode <laughs> of Looney <Lippy> Tunes. <laughs> it's not that he walks off the cliff and falls. It's once he lands, like five things land on top of him. You know, it's like why he's Wiley Coyote. There's the anvil, then the piano. <laughs> yes. then... <laughs> I, I was struggling. He pulls out a tiny umbrella first and gets oh. <laughs> That's, this movie's like a freaking cartoon. I, I was struggling. I know I, I, I've compared it to uh, Keanu Reeves, but I was literally, I was struggling throughout the movie to place where I had seen what Nicolas Cage was doing. And it finally <laughs> dawned on me uh, in the scene where uh, he meets uh, the agent face to face for the first uh -huh. time. And they're having this really dramatic moment together, right? So Guns dramatic. pointed at each other. Simple Jack. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! That's the end of the show. I and the, it rang out in my head as soon as as soon as it clicked. No. I said, "Oh, Nick, you never go full retard." <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh no! For those of you who may not be familiar, will you explain something? We're never Jack? watching that movie. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a great movie. I, I love that movie. <laughs> it, that is the most insane. Tropic film. Thunder is a pretty good parody of oh, Hollywood. Yes, yes, it is of this kind of movie. Yes, and and, and part of it is um, just the ridiculous characters some of these actors play. <laughs> in an attempt to step outside of their usual genre, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
And so Simple Jack was the mentally um, handicapped character that like Ben Stiller Gump kind played. Of character, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He was going for for a Forrest Gump or a uh, Sean Penn. Um... <laughs> he just went too far, and it's and ridiculous. That's the famous line. <laughs> well, delivered. Okay, and that line's delivered by Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Jr who is playing an African-American. So <laughs> Well, he's playing movie, an Australian playing an African-American. An African <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is the most insane movie. And Jack Black is the coked out guy. He's he's might be my favorite part of the whole Jack movie. Jack Black he's is so almost the, the, the least ridiculous thing. He kind of is. <laughs> what a strange movie in which to find yourself where Jack Black is... <laughs> the least ridiculous character Some, somehow he's the least ridiculous thing yes <laughs> oh my gosh oh wow so yeah yeah that that's uh that was my takeaway from uh and of course years before so i don't know maybe simple jack was based on <laughs> <laughs> gotta go over the top over mm -hmm. the top and over again and that is con air it it really is. It just seeks to top itself, you know. And and like you said, you know, even like the comedy lines that don't land, it's like a stand up comic like bombing. And and whether you can find that amusing or not, it's kind of your gauge. Like the what if you can't trust a South American drug lord, who can you trust? You're just like, <sighs> like John, like what are you doing? Well, it's pretty bad when I I know I know this is it's trying to be kind of, of an action comedy, and I have not mm -hmm. laughed. Throughout right. most of the film, no. I can tell you my first laugh because didn't I make you laugh. Come on, <laughs> I can tell you when I first laughed because I noted it, which I think is bad. <laughs> when when you can go, huh, that, that that was funny, <laughs> you know, like, um, was um, and and it's even it's a joke I've seen before, which is why I laugh because I'm like I I get the structure of the joke they're going for. Was uh, where he's uh, making. Um, he's setting up like their plan in the sand, and the one guy goes, "What's that?" And he says, "That's a rock." <laughs> <laughs> that was an intentional joke that I I laughed at. I one um, one <laughs> one. I, think, I don't think I laughed at anything that was supposed to be intentionally funny. <laughs> so I said, was... "Put the bunny back in the box." It's like what the. <laughs> <laughs> Was that supposed to be funny? I couldn't tell. I think it was. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Some nice scenery whipping by down there. Trays and stuff. I'm just like, what the? <laughs> this is something that was just said in this movie. It is, like, as I've stated, an experience. Your mileage may vary on oh, where you land on this film. I could see many people turning it off shortly after starting it. <laughs> but for me, it's just my kind of ridiculous. What can I say? How do you think yeah. it compares to, say, something ridiculous like um, King Kong versus Godzilla? <laughs> I forgot we watched that. Is that that is something that is ridiculous and with a threadbare plot, but I love that movie. Well, King Kong versus Godzilla was I think it's the intent. I believe in parts it. intentionally mm -hmm. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Do you think that 
this was intentionally <laughs> no 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 i think they really you think, thought you think they're, they're trying to play uh, like, straight this, like this like has like been said real, uh, they were going for like another independence day or something similar what was what was the one we watched um moonfall it felt was that it moon the thing with the moon was a spaceship oh was, yeah it felt yeah. like that a movie that they really thought was going to be like a the, another fantastic Armageddon. Armageddon or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Where I, I almost think there's like sort of a sincerity to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't as cool as you think this is. <laughs> this righteous Nick Cage hair. Oh, it's so righteous. I don't know how it performed at the box office. I didn't go find that. It can't have been great. It certainly fits the big spectacle explosions summer movie of our our youths. Our youths. I'm, I'm sure a handful of people went and saw this and, and immediately left the theater. And the word of mouth was just awful. Its budget was $75 million. And at the box office, it made $224 million. So it did better than Indiana Jones. It did. <laughs> oh, That's a topic for another day. Oh, geez. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you and good night. I have put as much effort as I feel is necessary into discussing this film. <laughs> I agree. I have nothing else to add. As it deserves. Yeah. I bet it was a ton of fun to make and people... You know, we didn't even discuss. We, and... we didn't even touch... Um, uh, what was his name? Green something... Uh, the the extra psychopath they brought on? Oh, yeah. Steve Buscemi. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, yes, yes. And that scene yeah, with the little girl... <laughs> Well, and then he's the one that gets away at the end. They're like, you know what would be a heartwarming way to end this movie? Let's have him playing. Let's have him gambling surrounded by beautiful women. You know what? I I almost kind of enjoyed their conversation where they're discussing whether or not he's crazy. And he sort of ends it by agreeing that, yeah, he is crazy by telling them that he had worn that girl's head as a hat Mm -hmm. through through two counties or something. Yeah, I guess I am. He's like, am I crazy? And then he goes, yeah, yeah, I am. And they're like, what what endearing character should we have not get his comeuppance? The guy that's killed 40 people. Mm. That guy. And children. And that's the heartwarming send home we want from this film. Cameron Pose, I'll show you God's real. Ten minutes later, the serial killer's fine. It's like, what is this movie?